Hello, hello, and welcome to another very casual episode of my motherfucking podcast. <laughs> I think I should just have named it that. Um, hmm, I wonder if it's too late to change the name. Just to something that I feel like is more appropriate <laughs> to what this is, which is like, yeah, just an extension. A little peek into my private thoughts, if you will. Um, tonight, I'm going to share a personal experience that I've been going through. Um, I think it is so helpful when professionals especially share what it's like to devote your life to emotional growth and mastery and still be a fucking human. Um, and so what that looks like for me currently is that I spent my whole life trying to be, well, let's say the past six years specifically, I spent really honing in, like hiring the professionals, putting money I had, money I didn't have into it initially, um, and really leaning in to my blind spots, my weaknesses, all that good stuff. And currently what I'm experiencing is like a very natural up level, which has been fascinating. So initially it was about becoming really honest and aware about the things that had happened in my life. So unconsciously throughout my childhood, my goal was to always be positive, always see, you know, how I benefited from anything, even the worst thing ever. When I went through my um, sexual, let's call it um, misfortune. I won't call it assault. It wasn't violent. But it wasn't consensual. Uh, I befriended the guy because I wanted to make sure (laughs) that he was a bad person or a good person before I took any action, if I took any action, which I was getting encouragement from my counselor to do. Um, I don't recommend that to people, and I, don't, I haven't really talked about that. Uh, I probably will more and more um, at some point, but I was always a person that would see, you know, how how I came out for the best or the lesson or all that kind of stuff. And even though there, there's beauty to that and it's important and it's a gift and a practice on some level, it can serve to bypass really acknowledging like, oh, that shit is fucked up and I'm a no to it. Which, <laughs> you know, if you're constantly finding the benefit of the bad shit that's happening your boundaries are going to be a bit confused. Um, You know, I had friendships that were so intense, beautiful, but so intense. And because I was always able to see the good in the situation and the experience and the relationship, 
I wasn't able to really notice how many times my boundaries were crossed because I would always make it into something beneficial for us, for the relationship, for myself. So I think the very first step to radically shifting my life and my relationships, my job, all of it, once I'd hit that like rock bottom of like enough, was to take inventory of my life. I did it with my coach, Jordan Gray, who is incredible. Um, And I would share stories about my childhood or my life or whatever that I, you know, had no bad feelings towards. And he would slow me down. And he'd be like, hmm, like what you're describing, you're describing in a really positive way. And it's, it's really fucked up. Not his words. But essentially, he'd be like, that is, you know, what would you, if a kid came and told you that, would you tell them to make the best of it, you know? And uh, I don't think as a society, we teach how valuable negative things are. And not in the way of like, let's make this negative thing positive, but in the way of the negative experience of this is here to teach me something without me trying to change it initially. And so I went through all my memories, the ones that were presenting themselves as I coached, got coached, and I really allowed the adjustment of all these places throughout my life that I had, you know, overcome and been a strong person and made it just like the most beautiful story and identity around being strong and positive and always making shit work and indestructible and all that good stuff. And I was willing to really look at them and be like, "Mm, I was actually not okay with that 90% of the time. If you don't have the feeling in your body of no, if you're unable to hold it, you'll avoid it. Bad things will happen and you'll just try and move on, ignore them, get over it. Maybe have a drink or a smoke, hang out with friends, get busy with work, go work out. Like You will find a way to get yourself distracted. And that shit builds up. For me, it built up like scar tissue in my body. I was looking around my life and it was... The best I could imagine at that time, I had a bunch of side hustles. I was, um, I was dating someone. We lived very comfortably in a beautiful apartment with uh, fountains and a fireplace, and and I was so fucking depressed. Um, and as I would look around, I was just like, is this it? You know, is this as good as it gets? And the relationship I was in was like something was off, but I couldn't tell what I I couldn't like, I wanted more basically like our arguments were exhausting. We were two very different communication styles. Um, I kept putting myself in the position of being the fixer or making things work or making things easy 
At work, I was the same. I was the go-to person for anyone's issues in with other people in the place or with with work, with money, all the things. And I was burnt out. My friendships were extreme as well. I had really amazing people in my life that like if I wasn't consistently available, would pull away drastically or would get angry, lots of codependency around. And it took me slowing down. Well, first it took me hitting rock and being like, I I literally, like, I don't, I try so hard. I've read so much. I've studied so much. I've dedicated my life to this. And I'm at rock bottom. Um, How, like, what, what hope is there here? And I remember things at work had started to just feel overwhelming to be that person for everybody in there. And things in my relationship had hit rock. And I reached out to Jordan and we began coaching. And a lot of it was literally at first. And to this day, this is a really intense practice that I so deeply appreciate my coaching with him where I'll... I'll say the experience and allow myself to feel it fully, even if it's so painful and so awkward to like cry in front of in front of a witness coach at the time very much a stranger um but yet it was feeling those feelings that actually had me start naturally elevating the context of my internal well being. Let me break that down. So initially, uh, what was normal to me was being exhausted all the time. But that wasn't exhaustion. That was just like normal. So once I started having, let's say, like once I started feeling like, oh, that's a boundary and that's a boundary. And I started learning to say no to people and plans regardless of the consequences. I started feeling what it's actually like to be well rested. That took months. It took months. The first two months was me on the couch with Netflix. Just being like, well, first I quit all the side hustles except for my main job, um, this business. And and then I allowed whatever wanted to come through. And, you know, I think for most, especially in my in my family, the potential for depression has always been a like ominous threat. Like the idea that if you're feeling down and you lay down in darkness, um, it was always said in my family like that you'll get stuck there or like whatever. So the the practice in, in that was like, oh, you're feeling depressed? Okay, great. Open the curtains, go outside, call someone and like be active. Like it was so high stimulus. This was the polar opposite practice. Very much went into the dark room. During the week, I would come out to coach because it's my happy place and it's second nature. I would come out to write sometimes where I would write in the darkness and then I'd go right back in the darkness. And eventually, I just filled and filled and filled up and had natural energy after months and months. And the people left over after that were the people that are still in my life because a lot of people did not like that I was saying no, did not like that I was gone for big periods of time. And that was pretty tough to to adjust to. 
Um, I think when people in a codependent relationship um, feel one or one person pull away, there can be a lot of aggression. But at the time, I was so committed that um, I was willing to pay the price for a life that was filled with not just good enough, but with unbelievable. Um, and, and so that was like learning to emote. <laughs> Step one, just learning to really like not be afraid of the full feeling. Then I think the graduation from that was a year or two later, which was to really be able to not just feel the negative feeling or the, and I say negative is the best word I can use to like point to what I'm talking about. Maybe it's grief, sadness, anger. The the second step was to really be able to feel that feeling and sustain presence in my body to the extent that I could almost be separate from the feeling with my awareness. So I would be separate from the feeling. I'd be like, oh wow, I feel like a ton of grief. And then I would allow the grief to move through my body, whether that's tears or shaking or whatever it is, while still being very much in my body and present. And I would just trust that that it would do what it needs to in order to move through. And the beautiful thing about grief when you do it like this or about stress or about whatever comes through you is that once it's done, it's, it's done. And that is wild. Sometimes, I think in my last breakup, the craziest part of it was just how like easy the grief was because how of how long I had practiced holding that grief and letting it move through and then being done with it. And um, and so that was then the next practice is just noticing and allowing. For whatever is true in my body to come through without judging it, trying really hard to separate the stories because when we're in a trigger, when we're in an emotionally activated state, our brain really wants to find out why in order to fix it. And so it'll be like, oh, it's because I'm this, or this person said that, or like life isn't good, or whatever the fuck the story is, your brain's going to find it and it is going to try really hard to like blame that thing. But if you're able to instead just be like, I don't need to know the details yet. Like, I just trust that my body knows what to do. You'd be surprised at how quickly and how powerfully things can move through us. So then the past, I want to say, year, that's been my practice of just really allowing full permission and being fascinated by it and learning from it and being humbled by it. Now I'm in an incredible relationship with someone who's unbelievable and and what's happening is is like an up level I was unaware was going to happen or existed. Um I kind of thought that 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 was the the highest you would go in emotional fluency is being able to see what's going on in your body, processing it, and then, you know, sharing it if you want to with other people, but maybe not. The next up level I'm experiencing is my body trusts this man that I'm with so much because he's so strong and he's so able to hold space while um, my body decides almost always without my permission nowadays (laughs) that it wants to share something with him. Um, yeah, through that trust, 
with this man, I've been noticing that my body will literally have a reaction, like a physiological reaction when there's something I want to tell him way before my brain knows what I want to tell him. And it it could be that like I've been having little thoughts here and there and that I rationalize out of my mind or that I like logic my way out of like oh we're just busy blah 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 like I'll try and logically talk myself out of certain desires if they feel like you know in not um viable currently due to like stressful circumstances of work or travel or whatever um and that's been building to the point where I'll just be like something wants to come through and I'll tell him like hey something's coming through and then this next up level has been like literally being activated with a witness that I'm not paying um, and like trusting that my body is bringing something important. And that is really difficult in a society that has taught us women that our emotions are too much and that they can be scary and out of control and all that stuff. Um, really going into an activation without knowing what is being activated is like a whole new level playing field that I, I didn't know was the next level. Um, and yet it's so much easier and more natural when I really think about it, that that be how we communicate. Kind of something comes through a man or a woman, an emotion or a physical trigger or response if we had been well taught how to experience our emotions, we would ideally be able to be still present in our body. Like, hey, baby, something is kind of triggered. Do you mind sitting with me and helping me figure out what's up? And then uh, navigating it either with the person or asking for space to navigate it alone. But for me, my growth edge is is doing it with the witness, with my partner, and really unwinding um, the misogyny that lives in my body. And misogyny, as my teacher Barry Chase says, uh, in a very, if I oversimplify her explanation of it, you should definitely go read some of her stuff, is the idea that, like, the feminine, all that comes with it, like, the emotions are too much and they're ridiculous and you need to shut them down and, like, be clean and rigid and, like, all that kind of, like, making the truth wrong when it's the actual truth, not when it's an attempt to manipulate to get a need met, is misogyny. Um, And when I experienced emotions in the past, I'd be like, you know, get your shit together until you're alone and then you can process. You know, it was like never honestly wearing what was going on publicly, especially not in front of a partner if I hadn't done the work around it. And the past few times, it's just been really, really loud um, physiologically. And I'm fascinated to see where this will go. I'm lucky I'm with a man that is able to, and willing and interested in holding that space with curiosity and love and strength and patience, um, and encouragement. God, I could go on forever. I'll just do an episode on him eventually (laughs) with his permission. Um, but it's 
yeah, it's a, a whole new level that I'm excited to experience, be humbled by, and just like bravely enter. And so I'm giving this um, intimate share of this journey because I think if you're at a place where you feel like nobody gets you and your friends get you, that your job doesn't get you, your family doesn't get you, there's probably something inside of you that really craves just being allowed to be free, to be honest, to be able to trust yourself and what's coming through in real time. It's our most natural state of being and we've been conditioned out of trusting it in each other and in ourselves. And the journey requires patience depending how much time, space, um, support, privilege you might have. The journey might take a little bit longer or shorter, it all depends, but the path, you know, it begins with you being able to learn that the things coming through you are important even when they're messy and that what they require is you to trust your body to be able to take care of itself no matter how inconvenient or long it might take and to trust that underneath every single action or inaction in your body, there is a deep, deep, deep wisdom. I wrote a post recently um, responding to this quote that said something along the lines of like, if your lover like isn't loving you right, he's just like lazy or something like that. Um, and I just couldn't disagree more with that sentiment. If if you yourself are feeling lazy, if you're procrastinating, if you're snapping at everyone, whatever the thing is is a symptom it's coming from somewhere deep inside of you that requires your attention that maybe you've made wrong since you were a tiny kid and you're completely unaware of how to access that truth inaction laziness it's a way of getting a meet a need met maybe that need is that you're overextended and you just like can't bring yourself to do more stuff maybe it's that you really don't want to be doing what you signed up to do in the first place and that's a boundary I really truly believe that all of our quote unquote, um, what is that word? Faults or whatever you want to say. I really truly believe that they are the way through, that they are the key. They are that thing that reveals to you, reveals to us, like what's really going on here. So when people come to me and they're like, all right, I want to fix myself and like I want like what's the equation to be like high performing and they're planning of tips on how to do that but if you're not looking at why you're not quote-unquote high performing first if you're not really validating the reasons why that's not like coming naturally this like natural motivation towards life you're building on a on a glass foundation if you're able to come and you're like these are my circumstances. I make fucking sense and I would like to build on this even though it's led me to circumstances I don't like anymore. I'm able to own them. I'm able to understand myself with compassion. I'm able to really like be in my body confidently and I want to build. Like that person is going to build on a foundation that will forever hold up. All right. Thank you for joining my ramblings. Um... And 
yeah, I'm just going to guide you to my website at the end of each episode, www.maryhugh.com. Mary Hugh is M for Maria, E-R-R-I-H-U-E. I have writings on there, ways to work together. Soon, what will be coming is a, a mini course on um, kink and exploring uh, alternative power dynamics in in a relationship with yourself, with others. Uh, it is old content that I'm just sprucing up and putting together and making available to people as a mini course. There eventually, but I think sometime way later in the year, next year, will be a mini course on polarity. And then different ways to work together will be evolving from the six-month packages that I'm currently offering to some more specific things. So like a four-month if you want to change your job or like a heartbreak package if you're going through a breakup or all this good stuff. So stay tuned. Exciting things happening. And... Send me a message if you want to say hi. Bye.